Hi to my friends, welcome to today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you are here. I'm Taylor, and today's show, I'm, I'm talking with Catherine Whitaker, and we have what I think is maybe my favorite episode with Catherine that we've had so far. She's been uh, one of our rotating co-hosts for the last, I think, six-ish months, yeah, right around the beginning of the year, and this is one of our favorite episodes. We talk about uh, working out, we talk about health, we talk about family, we talk about parenting, especially as she is uh, helping her third child move off into college. We talk about um, the point that point in parenting that I haven't gotten to yet, and that I have may have some worries about. Uh, you know, bringing people, uh, bringing your kids to a place and dropping them off and not coming back for a while. So, uh, if you are in that stage of life, this is going to be a great episode for you. If you're like me and you're not quite there yet, this is still a great episode for me because Catherine has a lot of. Um, she shares from a place of experience, and she shares a lot of her wisdom about parenting both uh, little kids all the way up to uh, her kids that are that are in college now. So we ho- I hope that you enjoy this episode. If you do, please subscribe wherever you're watching or listening. Enjoy. What's up? But welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Catherine Whitaker. Catherine, hello. Tommy. How are you? I'm okay. I'm I'm almost a summer Catherine, my favorite Catherine of the year. I mean, if you like yourself for three months out of the year, that's I mean that's that's progress. That's great in comparison to most people on this show. <laughs> Well, I say summer Catherine because she's not nearly as demanding as like school year Catherine. At least my kids will tell you that. So, yeah, like slower, a little bit slower pace. Um, We're definitely not getting up as early. And I have let a lot of things slide at the house. So late, late Catherine is my most favorite Catherine. But summer (laughs) Catherine's not bad. I know there's like a, there's a distinction, but late Catherine's loads of fun, but you'll never get to meet her because she doesn't use social media. So. Oh, it sounds like we need to go on a lake trip so I can get to know this person. She's a lot of fun, actually. I mostly know work Catherine. I know a little bit of friend Catherine, but mostly work Catherine. And I think Catherine, work Catherine might be the furthest from Lake Catherine. <laughs> Lot years, lot years <laughs> yeah. away. I don't, I don't even know that work Catherine and late Catherine could even be friends. Oh, well, she's way too laid back. Work Catherine, be like, what are you doing? Get it together. Well, I think I could be friends with both. And we're gonna have to test this out by doing a family lick trip together. <laughs> I mean, it's working out. I mean, like, I, I feel like I've spent so much time with. It's very funny. Uh, I don't. I like to imagine what goes on in the Whitaker house because it seems like the more I interact with you, the more your husband interacts with me on Instagram. Like if you and I haven't talked in like a week or two, like I get nothing from Scott. But if you and I have talked recently, whether we're doing something for for my show or your show or, or whatever, he'll like start laughing, like doing like the laugh reaction to like my Instagram stories and stuff. And I'm like, oh, so, so yeah, there he is. like like it's one of those things where i'm like it's such a strange phenomenon that i'm like they have to talk about me because i feel like i feel like the only time he reacts is when i get brought up at some point that week by work catherine you know at home or it could be the algorithm and when my phone starts hearing what i'm saying his phone starts eavesdropping and then you start showing up in his algorithm Okay, so I suggested friendship. You said not a chance. It must be the internet stalking us. I no, get it. I get it. I get it. That's not what I said. I mean, that that's was not what I said. That was work, Catherine. But that late <laughs> Catherine would not have been that mean when I suggested maybe we're friends. <laughs> late Catherine would have poured you a margarita. I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. Right, there you go. I'm sorry. Um, well, hello, Scott. So uh, you said you're doing okay. I am also doing just okay. I uh, tossed and turned last time. We're recording this. Like, this is midday for most people. This is early morning for me. I woke up within an hour ago. But it's one of those things that it was like, because I tossed and turned till like three or four o'clock in the morning. uh, And I have no idea why. Like, I'm not stressed. I worked out yesterday, which typically means that I sleep better. Uh, And I just tossed and turned to where like, 
I, I felt like I was doing like an ab workout. Like I was like le- left side, right side, left side, right side, left side, right side. And I just got like no sleep at all. But then somewhere around three or four, I was out like a light. And then when my alarm went off to wake up so that my face could be awake for this, uh, which was uh, is a joke because when's my face so going to be awake? Your face could be awake. That's <laughs> hilarious. It takes like a good hour for my face to wake up after my body does. It's like no face is still asleep, you know. So it's like my body is work work Taylor, but my face is sleep Taylor. <laughs> it's see you later, Taylor. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about that. You know what? You're right. It does take a hot minute for me to wake up from from about here up. Like, yeah. I don't usually record things whenever I haven't been up for a little bit, but I've been up since 525. So that's, in the morning. that's about when I fell asleep. <laughs> why, why did you wake up so early? You said that summer Catherine sleeps in and then you said four minutes later that you woke up at 525. Like, ungodly well, she, hour. She normally, so normally during the school year, I get up at 525 to work out, but on Tuesday mornings, it's my favorite class because it's the hardest one, but I feel the best after I do it with one of my favorite instructors. So I get up on Tuesday mornings so that I can basically go lift weights and sweat it all out. So. Yeah, that is work, Catherine. Late Catherine has nothing to do with today. No, late Catherine, like, what, what are you even doing with your life right now? Right, yeah. exactly. As she takes another drink of her margarita. Yeah, so, but I needed, the kids are in vacation Bible school this week. And so I have this window of time where I can get things done without people questioning my intentions. And so it's really helpful to have it all together so that when I drop them off that I can come back and get some things done. So how often do your kids question your intentions all the time? Why are you throwing that away? Don't you know how much that means to me? That's important. Why are you doing that? Like so many questions. And I'm like, can everyone just, why, why, why do we have to clean today as, as opposed to any other day? Like why not today? And they're like, but why today? I'm like, because y'all are living in filth upstairs. I went upstairs and almost had to take a Valium. I'm like, what has happened? Did someone invite their frat brothers over and everyone just had a keg party up here? Like, it looks trashed. And I'm like, I can't. So I've only been upstairs twice this summer. And I went upstairs last night. And that's when the, the that's when I broke. And I'm like, nope, this is the week that we're getting things done. So I mean, Catherine is definitely here. I gotta get. Yeah, I I went from like when you said you were just doing okay, like I was a little sad for you because no one like no like I appreciate it because no one's that honest, right? Everybody's like, "How are you?" and I'm like, "My world's falling apart." I'm like, "Good, I'm good. How are you?" You know, but you're you're being honest. But it's it's pretty funny how you were like. (laughs) Now that we've talked about it for a little while, (laughs) you were like, "I'm so close to summer, Catherine. I'm so close to late, Catherine." But then you're right back to like this show is a cancer. You, you were like, now I'm just complaining and everything sucks. You were so close to to not being work, Catherine. And I brought the work, Catherine, back. And I don't know if I should be proud or sad, but I hold some kind of power. <laughs> well, for the next hour you do. And then after that, I'll go be back to, because what happens is work, Catherine, how how did we start talking in the third person? But the the person I, of me, I think it's very funny. People people like I literally just had somebody yell at me for like posting in the third person because like typically when I post a video like clips of this show or whatever, right? It's like, uh, you know, Taylor says says this and Catherine responds with this or whatever, right? So it's written in the third person because which primarily goes on YouTube and then it primarily comes from like the Forte Catholic account, like on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever. But every now and then, like last week when Alice or two weeks ago, when Allison decided that uh, she wanted to talk about nude beaches, I'm not putting that on the Forte Catholic account. I'm not, I'm not put that on the Taylor Schroll account, but then I, I don't have the wherewithal to change the verbiage. So I'm like on Taylor Schroll's account, I'm like, Allison says something that shocks Taylor. People are like, oh, why are you a third person? I'm like, leave me alone. Like, I already spent an hour and a half making this. I'm not going to change it again. <laughs> if someone is complaining about you speaking in the third person, they maybe need to check themselves. Like, really, that's the thing that you're going to worry about all the things in the world. And we're going to worry about that. Yeah, anyway. take that out of yeah, and I, I'm get I'm just catching strays. Allison shares her craziest take of all time, yet I'm the one getting yelled at. What is happening? Well, <laughs> let let's for a moment let's talk about that because when she posted that, I was like, Allison, that is the worst idea ever. She's, I, 
I'm like, you do realize that like people can see stuff you post on the internet, right? Like I'm, I was shocked. She has over a million followers on TikTok, and yet still, she didn't put that on TikTok. She's smart enough not no, to she do that. Not do that. <laughs> she no, put she it on Twitter not. where she has nine followers, and then here, completely out of the blue. So uh, it's interesting. You mentioned uh, uh, working out and uh, a hard work. Yes. So I know that you work out because like I see it on your Instagram stories and. It's now starting to make sense that like some days you look like normal, like a normal person works after like looks after a normal workout. Right. But then there are other days where you look absolutely destroyed. And it's just now clicking that that might be your Tuesday Instagram stories. So uh, I know that you work out, but I did not know that there was some kind of routine with some ebb and flow. So like what what does a normal day work look like? And then what does Tuesday morning look like? So it's a, it's a thing called pure bar. And so there's different workouts. So one is what we call like classic and it's, it's, it's probably like a combination of like Pilates yoga and then small, like isometric movement. So it's like, you basically work one muscle group to fatigue and then you move to the next muscle group and then you stretch it, whatever. So then we have another class called the line, which is really more like heart balance and strength. And then the last half is stretching and it's the most amazing class. love that class. And then we have one that's more cardio focused, but the one that I do on Tuesday mornings, we call define. So it's a lot of weight work. So like anywhere from eight to 20 pound weights and it's hard. I mean, it, it, it almost takes all the classes and like shoves them into one and you basically 55 minutes. It's intense, but it's not the kind of workout that like when I finish, I'm like, I'm destroyed. It's the kind of workout that I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe that my body just did that. Like, especially as we start to age, like I'm in my late forties and the body doesn't work the same way that it used to, but I will say that I'm in better shape now than I was 15 years ago, 20, hell, maybe my whole life. Yeah. I, I, I hear not being pregnant all the time helps. <laughs> I just, yeah. I've just heard that somewhere. <laughs> and, um, it definitely gives you some more time. I'll say that. Yeah. Like I just, when people are hanging on you and peeing on you and all these physical demands, I applaud women. That's a weird that gym, can... Catherine. No one's ever done that to me at the gym. <laughs> Tell me about it. I participated in it for many years. I just could not get out of the gym. But uh, I don't know how moms, I, I do. I think it's impressive because when I had 10 minutes, people were like, oh, just a 10 minute workout. And I'm like, if I have 10 minutes, I'm laying my butt on the couch and taking a nap because my constituents are absolutely demanding. Like they complain all the time. <laughs> They complain all the time. Um, Scott would come home and I would say like, I got a terrible performance review today. And he's like, what? And they were like, they hated what I cooked. They didn't like what I did, but yet they're still demanding that I love them. So um, it was hard when they were little. So now, now that they're bigger, I feel like maybe I don't feel as guilty. I shouldn't have felt guilty even back then, but I think I did feel guilty. And now I don't feel guilty about taking care of myself because I really want to be around for a long time and I have to do I have to do what I have to do in order to make that happen. So so Tuesdays are hard. Your your week looks a lot uh working out wise looks a lot better than mine, which I mean, I don't think that surprises anybody. Uh but I I have a binge personality. So like I it's very hard for me to have a balanced day just period. Like it's very hard for me to like like even yesterday, good example. I finished what work I needed to do by about 4:30. Did I stop working and then therefore take, you know, spend time with my family and then maybe maybe, you know, they go to sleep and I play some video games or watch TV and have a nice balanced day where No, that's not what I did. I finished all my work at 4:30 and then I was like, I'm finally catching up. I can get ahead now. So I worked till like 7:30, like another 3 hours. That was just unnecessary and I got so far ahead. It's unbelievable. Um uh, but uh I, my binge personality. So like I binge on work and then I will binge on like watching TV, like to the neglect of work. And then I will binge on like, maybe some days I'm like, Oh, I haven't seen my family in a while. So I'll binge on like hanging out with them, which sounds weird, but it is kind of what it is like to the detriment of other areas. Of my, there's just, it's just really hard for me to find balance. Uh, so that's what I do with my physical well being as well. I typically like don't move. I have a very sedentary life because I sit at that computer and edit all day, every day. Uh, so 
like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like maybe I'll walk like 3,000 to 5,000 steps just like in a normal day, right? Unless I like specifically go on a walk. And then Monday night for the last few months, I've been going to play basketball. And like my mind still thinks that I'm in the shape that I was in 12 years ago. Uh, my body is like, wait a second, right? So I yeah. like... It's taken me a couple months. I'm finally starting to get back into like at least shape enough where I can like finish the evening, you know, like without having to like yeah. take breaks, you know, but we're playing pickup basketball at the school and I played last. night. So like there's been some argument over whose watch is correct because everybody's everybody but me. I don't like having things on my wrist, but everybody else has like an Apple watch or a Fitbit or something. Right. So there's argument between it, but if we're playing for like two and a half hours straight, which is a lot. So we're running about five to eight thousand steps a night. We're run, uh, we're running about three to five miles uh, a night, uh, and burning. Th th this is where the real argument comes in. Some people's watches say we're burning like seven hundred fifty calories. Other people say we're burning like twenty two fifty, which is like gr that would be great. That'd be a whole day of eating for me, you know, just God. Uh, so uh, I've been binging that and uh i really like it but every time i like go to warm up you know in uh in forrest gump whenever he starts running and he has like the like the the clamp things on his legs or whatever like the whatever the braces yeah. or whatever and then he starts yeah. running and then it takes the a little while for things, him to follow <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> they didn't look very comfortable uh um, like braces yeah there you go uh but you know he starts running and it takes a little while and then they start to fall off and he starts to run like in like a normal running form that's my body on Monday night, like we started playing at like 815. I have to get there at 745 just to start warming up and moving because my legs are like, what are we doing? Like my joints are like, we haven't moved this direction in a while. My muscles are like, wait a second. We haven't been used in a while. What's going on here? My, so my body is very uh, confused by what my brain is telling it to do every Monday evening. Well, the only reason that I don't binge on working out, for example, is that we have uh, at the beginning of every year, I joined this like subgroup at Pure Bar called uh, the Black Bar Challenge. So it's basically like you commit to working out so many times every month. If I didn't have that, and and Scott's always like, so so what do you get at the like at the end? And I'm like, um, I think I get a pair of sticky socks and I get to sign my name on a bar. And he's like, that's it. Awesome. <laughs> and, but I'm like, but it's really more like if you give me a goal. I will crush it. I'm, I'm here for it. And so, and quite frankly, I have other women in that class who I really enjoy being friends with and I enjoy seeing. And so knowing that we sort of keep each other accountable is really why I don't just like not work out for two weeks and then go back um, and then work out a ton. I try every week to hit like four. My goal is four days a week. If I hit five, which I have to hit five this week to to hit my my monthly goal, I, I will do it. But more more, you so know, a more little days. bit of a binge this week, just a little bit of a binge. just one day, just one day. <laughs> Not terrible though. But yeah, it's good. It's good incentive. I really confused my body on this past Thursday because typically we go all out on Monday. I can barely walk today as we record this on Tuesday, just, just barely able to walk. Uh, every muscle group in my body is like, what happened? Like, why did we do that? Why did, why did we jump? Why did we get off the ground? We, we are too large. Why did we get off the ground? Um, but this past Thursday, my body was real confused because the previous Monday, I binged and I played basketball for two and a half hours and I, you know, just constantly running for two and a half hours. And then Thursday, I decided to to try again. And, and what we did is we went out on Thursday evening, even though it's still the evening, it was still bright and sunny and still over 95 degrees from 6 to 8.30 p.m., another two and a half hour evening, this time doing movements I haven't done in, uh, I believe, almost exactly a decade. For the first time in, oh, yeah, because we've been married, married 11 years, and I, the last time I did this was in our first year of marriage. My wife and I are playing in a softball league together this summer. We have never done sports together, uh, which is strange because it's, and she's asked to like go play sports and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's, it's really hard for me to like compete with, you know, because it'd be me, her, and my children. Like, they can't guard me. I'm too good. Right. So it, just, it doesn't sound very fun. Uh, but we, we all went out. The kids went and played, and we, we were out there. I my body hasn't hit a softball uh 
bent down to catch up, catch a grounder, throw to first. My whole more muscle groups just completely thrown out of uh, thrown out of whack. Uh, but we had so much fun. But it was so hot. So I think I burned another nine thousand calories, like one thousand oh, sure. by moving and eight thousand just by standing in the Texas heat. But uh, two times last week I worked out. That's the most I've worked out in a week in uh, years. Well, I actually good job by the way. Thank you. I, I'm I'm always thankful like when I do a new workout and I'm like, oh, I didn't know I had that muscle or I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that I could be sore in that place. But it it almost feels good. Like I'm like at least I'm. It does it doesn't feel good when you're super sore, but it does feel good knowing that you moved in a new way and that your body recognized it. I don't know. I'm always like. The, the only one that hurts is like, it's usually my, the tops of like my quads. When I try to sit down, I'm like, ha, ah. you know, those are, that's the only one that's really hard for me. Everything else I can adapt to, but it's the sitting down that just, you know, you're like, ah, I'm going to need an assist here. So, but other yeah. than that, I think it's good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We'll see how it goes. It's going to be fun. We, it was, it was my wife's first time ever playing like organized softball or baseball so this is going to be fun for us we got a group of friends that we're going to play together it's in a league that runs through july you know just because we hate ourselves and want to go stand out in the sun for three hours uh in the hottest month of the year um but it's going to be fun i've been i've been enjoying the competition uh of like monday night basketball but this is going to be fun because it's like an actual league so uh but Whenever we come back we're going to keep talking about your your parenting and maybe maybe um some of the things hopefully your as your kids are getting older what was the word you used earlier their constituents were mad at you or whatever hopefully My constituents yeah hopefully as they move out of your your area where what what is it like your district they get re- they get redistricted yeah exactly exactly uh well we're going to we're going to talk about uh some some changes you've had as you're you're parenting your college kids don't go anywhere we'll be right back We recently hit a big milestone on our YouTube channel in order to become a YouTube partner, which essentially is good for us in two ways. One, uh, YouTube would share our videos with more people. So more people get to enjoy the content that you're enjoying right now. Uh, But also it helps us to make a little bit of money. So if you want to help us out in a way with the the big milestone, I didn't even say it. To become a YouTube partner, you need 4,000 watch hours in a year. And we just hit the 3,000 hour mark for the first time. So we're 75% of the way there. So thank you guys so much for uh, uh, enjoying our videos over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. Uh, What we have going on over there is full-length episodes of this show every single week. We've got our Catholic Perspective series where we look at some of our favorite movies, video games, books, TV shows, and uh, through a Catholic lens. So a lot of the, the pop shows everybody's what everybody's talking about we like to talk about those shows from a catholic lens we also have our catholic foundation series which is like a a systematic catholic catholic theology in 10 weeks 10 videos um you know father mike's trying to do catech or is doing catechism a year uh in 365 days we're trying to do it in 10 videos so uh, if you want to if you are new to the faith or if you want a refresher uh myself uh who is a uh, theology grad school dropout and another person who graduated from the school with a grad in theology teach the courses and uh people of the parish have been joining it. we hope that you do as well we've also got uh music and talks and all sorts of stuff over there on youtube.com slash forte catholic thank you guys for watching those videos and we're almost there uh you can help us get there by just going over and enjoying some of those videos Videos. Please do. YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll, and that is still Catherine Whitaker. We were talking about your parenting in the last segment a little bit as we set up this conversation for parenting. And we're going to be talking about your college kids, but we kind of have to address what just happened in between the break. You you addressed one of your children, and I had to do a double take of like, what what did you just call your child? Well, I call her by her initials, which are a-L-G, but we shorten that to say algae. <laughs> and it's, I, I was like looking at my, I was like, oh, what are we talking about next? Oh, I was resetting my timer for the, for the segment. And I was like, what did you, it was, it's both, it's equal, exactly equal parts funny and equal parts weird, which makes me incredibly happy. <laughs> well, when people don't flinch, when we say that we're like, then you must be part of the family. Other people are like, they just oh, sort of give us this so the first like, segment oh. you said I'm not a friend and now I'm not part of the family. I get it. I get it, Catherine. I get what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. 
Okay. Well, I guess you just need to come over more often. <laughs> okay. A simple non-flowering and typically aquatic plant of a large group that includes seaweeds and many single-celled fo- forms. Yeah. Don't hate on the algae because the ocean wouldn't be able to be the ocean without the algae. Exposure to high levels of blue-green algae and their toxins can cause diarrhea, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, skin, eye, or throat irritation, and allergic this reactions to, or breathing difficulties. This is, is that, starting to sound like a, a, a medicine ad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> here's the 10 seconds of what it can help, and here's 50 seconds of all the things it can do exactly. bad for you. So exactly. uh, that's I that hope that, like. that, that uh, spending time with that daughter doesn't cause all of those adverse reactions. No. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about, but it just threw me off so much that I couldn't move forward without addressing it. But uh, you just helped one of – how many kids have you put – or that are either in college or starting college this fall? How many college students are you a mom of? I will have – Three, so half of my children will be in college. That I'm gonna need to pause for a minute. So half of my children will be in college next year. I mean, poor Scott. I mean, legit, like literally, but both figuratively and literally, poor Scott. (laughs) I am gonna start crying at the beginning of August and not stop until the end because they have um, staggering. No, that's not allowed for summer, Catherine. (laughs) It's still summer. Well, Lake Catherine will be done, and uh, I will I will be back to school, Catherine. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's good. It's so good. They are all at places that they love. They are all doing great things. So that is that's the cherry on top. It's just hard because when you let them go, you're not. It, it's not like you're just dropping them off at summer camp or you're just going to a new grade there's a lot more to it than that. And so it's, I've mentioned this before, maybe not here, but I've mentioned it before that it's a simultaneous breaking and bursting of your heart at the same exact time. And it doesn't get easier. The, all those parents that were like, Oh, it's your third, you know, it's easier. I'm like, you are such a liar because it's not the same kid. It's not the same. They don't bring the same gifts and talents to your family. And it, it's a loss because the people at home, it's a new dynamic at home, but it's also a gain because they're off doing what God intended for them to do in the world. And this was our job as parents was to raise them, give them the foundation that they needed, and then watch them go out into the world. I think of that song, go out, go out, um, to all the world. Wait, so keep going. I, like, I don't, I don't no, know what you're I, saying. <laughs> it's like, go out, go out to all the world. Don't make me sing. I can't sing. Um, anyway, um, I've never She's heard that song. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I hate it. We sing it almost every <laughs> day. And I hope my pastor. I hate it. We sing it almost every day. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that song. Um, I'm sure it's lovely. I just hate singing it a mass. Anyway, um, it's a it's a great thing to send them out into the world to go do awesome things for the kingdom, but it's also hard. Reality check. When you uh, move them into your their dorms, do you tell everybody in their dorms like the weird nicknames you call them, like uh, tree root and algae and uh, fungus? <laughs> I definitely do not tell the boys that because remember they're in the Corps of Cadets at Texas A and M, and you don't want any distinguishing characteristic to make them stand out because that means that they will be doing a lot of push-ups after you leave. So um, it is really funny though. Our youngest daughter, she is nine was talking one of my son's friends from college was here at the house a few weeks ago and he's this big guy works out all the time and so the only people that she sees are guys with huge biceps that come to our house that go oh, to a poor girl i know it's terrible <laughs> but but what someone asked her hey gianna do you want to go to a&m and she immediately said no absolutely not and i'm thinking what have we failed as parents? And she looks at them with her hands on her hips and she goes, I don't like doing push-ups, so I'm not going to Texas A&M <laughs> because she thinks everybody that goes to A&M. And then when I told her, I said, Hey, I didn't do push-ups when I went to A&M. You didn't? I said, no, you can go to A&M and not have to do push-ups. So <laughs> it's cute that that's what, that's the thing that she thinks happens in college is that you have to do a lot of push-ups. Give her like three more years and she'll be like, oh, the boys have to do push-ups. I'm going to A&M. But, uh, That's you, where I will go. See, you thought that you had failed as a parent, but then you realized that you didn't. But I think there is a little bit of failure in your parenting. For the first Positive. time, you are sending a child that is going to college 
not to Texas A&M. And I, yeah. I think there's a little bit of failure there. <laughs> well, you know what? So many people have asked us that, like, are you sad? Are you mad? And I just am like, so, um, I, I don't, I guess I don't know how to respond because it's an amazing program that she's going into. Um, the major Where is she going? She has, Tell everybody. To, yeah, to the University of Houston. And she's a hospitality major, global hospitality leadership. And while A&M has kind of a degree, it's really more of a certificate. It's Ooh, It would almost be like... See, you accidentally did drive-bys on me already twice today, calling me not part of the family or friends. Uh, my best friend went through that program at A&M. So you just did a, just did a drive-by on hey. him. <laughs> I I was in that college that had that major and my one of my bridesmaids was in that major. But there it's it would be sort of like compare like curriculum wise of like comparing like seven eleven to Bucky's as far as like I have no doubt that getting that major at AM is is an amazing thing. But the experiences that she gets on the front end, in addition, like Houston runs their own hotel. It's on campus, the students run it. And so, and it's a Hilton. I mean, it's, it's an impressive, they have their classrooms and some of the ballrooms and the hotel. And so it's just a really impressive program. And in fact, I asked a professor the other day, I was like, so can I audit some of her classes? Like one of her classes is a wine and beverage appreciation class. That does not sound terrible. You have to be 21, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was about to say, isn't that what college is about anyway? <laughs> I think they forget the appreciation part. Um, yeah, but, they, they forget a lot. <laughs> this is this is true. Um, but we're really excited. I mean, I'm only having to move from maroon to red. So I feel like that's a pretty easy transition in the closet. And uh, and we have we had orientation and it was weird, Taylor, because I went and like I didn't know all the shortcuts through the buildings. I didn't know like where the secret bathroom was that no one else uses. I didn't know like how orientation was going to go. I didn't know any of the traditions. Like I, I knew absolutely nothing. And it was such a weird, it almost made me feel like, oh, this is how other parents feel when <laughs> right? they take their kids to college. So, um, I mean, to be time, honest, I don't think any other parents like, where's the secret bathroom? I must tell them where the secret bathroom is. <laughs> no, on game day, very important to know where the secret bathroom is because when 75,000 people are all trying to go to the same bathroom, if you know that, and I'm not even going to say where all the secret bathrooms are at and that could be a whole other podcast episode. But there's a tree we, here. There's a tree no, here. For the guys, sure. The girls need a bathroom. So There's a um, big tree over here. <laughs> Lots of privacy. It was just, it was, it was different. It, it, but at the same time, I uh, ended up running into four other moms. None of us knew each other. We all hit it off. We all like have a group text going now. And Aww, so we're all you went to college. I did. I did. <laughs> and, and I was like the, uh, I was the connector. I was like, okay, so I'm going to need everyone's cell phone numbers. Tell me your name. What's your student's name? What's their major? But it was really good because I left feeling not it didn't feel so foreign anymore and it didn't feel so lonely. Like I felt like, man, she's really going to thrive here. And, and it's only a quick, like I can go see her and then I can head up on highway six and see my other kid at A&M. And so it's the other kid that's going to Kentucky. That's going to be a little harder to get in that loop and still make it back for Carline. I don't think I can go to Kentucky and get back in time for <laughs> third grade pickup. So it's going to be different. Uh, I mean, I hear that algae thrives for many months on its own without sustenance. So you don't have to pick her up from school. It's fine. <laughs> She's going to be fine. No, I mean, of all my children launching to college, I am the least concerned about her. I think she's going to do, I think the transition for her is going to be the best. We're going to miss her like crazy here. You're speaking so positively of, of her and her experience that like, it's coming off, at least to me. Like, it is shocking because all I've ever heard is how positive you are about A&M. So everything that I, I've heard you say positive, whether you meant it or not, sounded like you were bashing A&M. Like, to the point where you had one sentence where you were like, you, I loved the 7-Eleven to Bucky's thing. Because essentially, it's one of those quotes. I don't, I, I don't have you saying it on video, but essentially what you said was getting a degree from A&M is like, getting a no. degree from 7-Eleven. No, that is not what, <laughs> no, that is not what I said. I'll make you like retract that. 
Uh, uh, I mean, no, that's not what I said. I, I'm just paraphrasing what you said. Uh, just paraphrasing correctly. <laughs> okay. Uh, but one of the one of the things that everyone loves about Texas A&M is its Catholic Student Center. Like it's it is the largest Catholic Student Center. It's been thriving. People are doing very well there in in their faith. Uh, so I, I I was kind of following along on your Instagram stories of like whenever you were you were uh, doing this you know whenever you went to college orientation but y'all went over to the Catholic Center at at yeah. Houston and I didn't realize that they even had one so <laughs> what was going lit- on over there it's literally I mean steps away from where she's living and where she'll be going to class I mean it is right across the street from campus it's even closer to campus than St Mary's is like in relation to A and M so it's really close it's it's tiny I mean it would be like if people know like Baylor or Texas state, like it's a small program at a university, but I think the thing that I really was drawn to, and I keep in mind when I was at a and I was not Catholic. So I maybe went to St. Mary's four times, three times, like very much on the periphery. And I wasn't even Catholic. So my involvement with St. Mary's was negligible. I can't claim, they can't claim me and I can't claim them, <laughs> but at U of H, it's uh, it's so small that they all know you. So like we met with the campus minister and she was already like, oh, we have this student who's in this college. Let's like get you connected. And I don't, she's not going to get lost there. And um, I'm going to start crying <laughs> because when we, when we left, I looked at her and I said, I just wanted to know that there was a place that you were going to belong. And, um, and that, I think of all the things that we did during orientation that brought me the most peace was like, okay, there is a campus minister here and there's a group of students that are going to make sure that my kid doesn't fall through the cracks. And so in that respect, I think that campus ministry programs, whether they are big, small, or somewhere in between, um, serve a different student population. And I think she's going to really love it there. I, I already love it. And um, I think it's going to be a great place. I'm excited for it because like that's what my campus ministry experience was more like in where I went to undergrad. It's small. I mean, there's school. It, like, I don't understand how people go to AM. Like, as as good as as like its reputation is, and as good as, Saint, as as good as St. Mary's is, like, it wouldn't have been for me. Like, I don't like being, uh, like, I I want to be somewhere where we all know each other, right? To the whole thing about love, to to know and to be known, right? Um, and I'm sure that happens in big places, but it's like, uh, I loved being at a small campus with a small campus ministry where we all knew each other. Like there, there, it felt like high school. I mean, like when you go to high, I went to a high school with 2,500 people and it's like, I probably knew 1750 of them, like, uh, because like we were just a small tight knit community. And then I go to college and it's three to 5,000 people on campus at any given time. It's like. After four years and being as expert as I am, like I ended up getting to know a lot of people. I was running campus ministry circles. I ran in the athletic circles, uh, literally ran in the athletic circles. That's that was a funny track joke for me that I didn't even realize that I meant to make. Um, but like uh, clubs and classes and like all this, like I liked that it was small and like. Like, like you said, uh, like there are the campus ministers already making connections of like, hey, this person's simple. like we were able to do that kind of stuff, too. And I really enjoyed that kind of experience more than I personally would have enjoyed something like St. Mary's, which works for hun- tens of thousands of people. But probably wouldn't have worked for me. So I'm glad that she found a place that's like the the um, the Bucky's instead of the 7-Eleven. Well, in this case, like, the, of course, the priest knows every kid. But what I found interesting is we walked in and I was like, so where do you guys do mass? And she's like, here, like, this is our multi-purpose space. And so during the week we have like tables and the kids study. And then when it's time for mass, everything moves and we pull out the chairs. And, and, and I was like, so it's almost, it's almost as if the place where you go to pray, to hang out, to study and to be present with Jesus is exactly the same space. Like it's yeah. so integrated which is what we hope for in our real lives, that all of those things are integrated, but you could tangibly see it there. And, uh, and they have this little tiny kitchen off the side and, you know, where they cook and everything. And I just thought, man, what I wouldn't have given to have had a place that felt really like my living room that I could have gone to. And it didn't feel so big that I was going to walk in and maybe someone might notice that I'm there, but more times than not, they're just going to walk past and not, and not really see me. That's not going to happen there. And the fact that it is adjacent to the student center and catty corner from the welcome center. 
is awesome. So it's a big, huge sign. You can't miss it. And I'm grateful that our bishops and our cardinals think to put really great priests in campus ministry programs because they foster this real beauty of service and of love. And I think that she's going to thrive. So what's what? How, how can I be sad about that? I mean, I can't. Yeah, no crying aloud. <laughs> nope, not yet. Not until August. You had an interesting experience uh, moving her in because your oldest two that you that you have moved in, they've both been in the core, they've both been at AM. So this is a huge breakaway from tradition for you, not just in school, but also in gender. Like you moved in two boys and then you moved in one girl for the first time and you were telling me over the phone that was a little bit of a well, different experience. In- Yeah, moving boys in, and I'll use move in really loosely. I mean, basically us moving in was giving them a duffel bag and a footlocker with a packing list. It was like they were going to camp, like the military was like, these are the things you have to pack, like 10 t-shirts, 10 pairs of underwear, you know, seven socks, whatever. And we just put it in and then we dropped it off and gave it to these 19-year-old boys who were sophomores and we were like, Buena suerte. And they <laughs> they they moved in and as freshmen they can't have anything on the walls. There's no like, oh, I wonder who my roommate's gonna be. No, it's alphabetical. It's just whoever, whatever your last name is, and you're just gonna have to get along. And you can't have anything out in your room anyway. Like they couldn't even have trash cans in the room. So the fact that we so Anna Laura goes through like finding a roommate, which was like hinder for college roommates. It was like swap left, swap right, which that was weird. So she finds a college roommate. And then now that they is it a guy other, with big biceps? <laughs> Unfortunately, not. the dorms are co-ed, but thankfully the suites are not. So at least her suites, sweet mates will all be female. Um, but she was like, yeah, so we've kind of been thinking about our color theme and like, we really want to go with like this kind of palette with like pops of color here. And I just kept thinking, first of all, I've been dreaming about this day my whole life to help <laughs> someone plan a college dorm room because I loved, I was that person, like everything coordinated and it was so much fun. But we have a whole Pinterest board. We have like a an Amazon wish list. Like I have all these things with the boys. I was like, here's the packing list. Go buy it. Pack your trunk. We're done. Like it took us 10 minutes. This is going to take us all summer. So a little bit different. <laughs> and, and you enjoy the second version better. Well, I don't think I appreciated the, the boys as much until now, like how easy move in was. I think the planning process is more fun with her, but I think I'm really going to be missing the move in, which was basically hand it to two not two year old boys and they take it up to the room. There's not going to be, we even joked that we should drive to college station and pick up our son and all of his buddies and drive them back to Houston and just be like, everyone take a box and we'd move in and basically the same amount of time. But I think I'm going to have to bribe them pretty hard to make that happen. This is what we'll a see. dorm could look like. Now go back to your box with a bed in it, you losers. <laughs> but the boys don't even care. They're like, that's so much work. Why would I even want to do that? Yeah. And the girls are like, I need, you know, like rugs and, you know, string lots and candles. And even though you can't have candles in a dorm room, fire hazard. But, you know, all these things that I'm learning, it's a, uh, it's a thing. I've never, I never thought I would Google dorm room decor. And then start making lists. But here we are. This is bringing back memories for me living in the dorm in college. And I, it's one, you know how you sometimes can repress bad memories. I have repressed the dorm quite a bit, especially the first, like, was it bad? The first few months were bad. And then it got really good. And I'll tell you how. The first few weeks, um, I got, I got what I was told was the largest academic scholarship to the school like the top tier like they have they have like a it's like a this is very funny that I'm talking about how smart I am and I can't think of the, the word but it was like a graph that had like uh on the right side was your SAT score and then on the top was your GPA in high school and you just like matched it up and I was on like the top tier where I got the most like that's how I was able to afford to go to a private catholic school uh and then I get this roommate who is like you could tell pretty instantly is one of those like very smart kids that has no idea how to have a conversation or like do anything social. That's who they put me in the dorm with. And uh, I found out very quickly that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. No, Um, I mean that in the best of ways. Like that must have been really hard for both of you. 
I thought what you were saying was they put me in the room with me. So I, I thought what you were saying is I have no social skills. <laughs> that, that was very no, funny. No, I, that was no, a great no, bird. No. <laughs> uh, but that lasted, I can't remember exactly, but it lasted something like two to three weeks. Because one, I found out that he had a full ride scholarship, which I didn't even know was possible. Like, the, I was like, you showed me the axis. Like, I thought there was the X and Y axis, and that was it. And I was, but he he got a full ride because he was apparently really smart. Um, but also, no social skills and conniving. Like, if I sleep, like, if, if it's too cold in my room, like, I will legitimately get sick because I will breathe in the cold air, and the cold air will dry out my throat, and I will get sick. Like, I'll get a cold if it is cold in the room while I'm sleeping. Uh and I talked to him about this because, you know, anytime you live with somebody else, there's going to be somebody that like, you know, like if if I like it at 72 and my wife likes it at 76, we're probably going to have it around 74, 75. This is some compromise, right? With roommates, with like I've had other roommates and we had some compromise. Uh, well, what he did. Thinking he was the smartest person ever. He it was able to finagle. It was it was one of those like uh, the temperature was like uh, kind of like you see oh, at church the, typically, like you yeah. pull it up and down, like the little uh, plastic lever on the right side of it, right? Pull it up and down. He opened up while I wasn't there. I found out pretty quickly because uh, he opened up the box and he had like made a little contraption that actually made it at like sixty five, but made it look like it was at seventy five. And I was like, I'm not an idiot. Like I found it within it, and I confronted him also, on it. Also, you can tell the difference in the yes, 75. I'm not an idiot. Like, oh yeah, you got the full ride, but I'm not stupid, you know. And I was so mad. I confronted him about it, and then he he left, and he went and he he left on his own. Like he was like, I'm not going to deal with this. I was like, Hallelujah, this is great. So then I got another roommate who was like very quiet, kept to himself. Like it it it, it was really really good right but there's there was still some things of like you know we had different time like i i was still running track at the time so like we'd have to wake up at like you know 5 15 like you're like you did <laughs> every tuesday we had to wake up that time every, so like even though my night owl i was having to go to bed pretty early and he was a night owl too so like there was a little bit of conflict but like nor at that point it's like normal roommate stuff not like conniving making scientific experiments right. to ruin my life you know yeah you um, know you expect there to be some conflict because right. that was even one, that was even one of the questions on there like because they had to fill out like a survey what temperature it's funny that you mentioned that what temperature <laughs> do you like your room um, how neat are you you know like how often do you clean and so it that kind of stuff just takes away some of the big things so that whenever you have normal conflict that you can work through it. But, but we reminded her, we're like, y'all don't have to be best friends. You just have to learn how to get along and, and right. you may end up being really good friends. But remember, you're not trying to find a lifelong friend here. You're just trying to find a roommate that you can get along with your first year in college. That's all we're trying to do here. So I can imagine. So with, with this quiet roommate, like how, because I wouldn't characterize you as quiet, Taylor. No, I'm not. Okay. It, it, it worked out pretty well. Like we were, we were able to compromise, especially because like I had just had this bad experience. I was like, is this what, is this what it is? Is this what, is this what oh, having a roommate yeah. is? Cause I never had a roommate. This is my first time having a roommate. Like right. I always had my own room growing up. Um, it worked out. Uh, he ended up, he got a girlfriend. I think they moved in together after the, like at the end of the fall semester. So my best roommate was the spring semester. No one. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so you went I through basically three yeah. roommates your yeah. freshman year. <laughs> and the last one was the best. And that's honestly who I roomed with the rest of college because my parents bought me a condo and I went and moved to the condo and got away from it all. Uh, I, I won't talk about, uh, I had some issues with my sweet mates and the noises that I heard from them at a Catholic college, but that's a whole other thing. So um, not this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, and, unless Allison's on, just wants to throw nudist colonies out and for no reason, you were talking about decorating the room. Right. And like, I'm not a person that typically decorates things like my, my parents and my sisters came along and helped me like move, move stuff in. It's like, but I was like, I, I think I put up a poster of some sports poster. And then like, no, as long as I have my do, TV. Yeah. When guys decorate, they put up like the college flag right. and they're done. Every, <laughs> right. every picture that I see of a mom who's posting their son moving in, it's whatever the university flag is. And that's it. That's how Mops. they decorate. Mine was similar, but a little different. I was a Houston kid moving to San Antonio, and there's some sports oh. rivalries there. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't put up my school's stuff. I put up Houston Rockets and Houston Astros stuff and just called it a day. But similar. But again, 
<laughs> but again, it's always the sports things. It's some right, flag 100%. or yeah. some always like that's that that is their decorating. Okay, that's it. Their but Pinterest a little different board for is your daughter, very smaller. Huh? A little bit. <laughs> we have like, should we have like neon signs that are like, um, you are amazing? Or do we have like plug-in string lights? Do we so we had to get uh fortunately at Project Graduation, one of the things that prizes that she won was a Keurig. So we're very excited, nice. even though it's not in the color palette of the room. Oh, it's not allowed. Not allowed. It is somehow we're going to be able to make it work <laughs> because I was like, it put it in the dark a really corner nice where no gift. one can see it. <laughs> right. But it is definitely just this. But at the same time, Taylor, I think the mom and me sort of miss that with my boys in the sense that like you want the place where your kids go for respite uh, when they go to, you know, sleep that it's this place of refuge that feels comfortable, that feels like home. And so I always felt bad. It didn't seem to bother my boys. I think it bothered me more than it did them, but they were going back to this like basically (laughs) dorm room prison with, you know, no comfortable bed, you know, nothing on the walls. They, they were fine. They thrived and they did just fine. And the older that they get, the more privileges that they earn and the more stuff they have in their rooms. But I think, because she's going to a new place that we don't know as well, because she's a little bit further away from home, I'm really like fully invested in making this space really homey for her. Because if I can't be there, I at least want her to see how much we love her and some of the details of the room. So it matters to me. That's got to be fun as a parent to like, you finally get to do what you kind of want to do with the third one. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much the parenthood in a nutshell that you have to go with the ebb and flow of your kids and make compromises or maybe maybe let them do things that you don't feel entirely comfortable with but you're like no but this is going to be good for them and then they thrive and then you settle in but i'm glad you clarified that because i thought you meant that by the third kid you'll have it down packed so felicity's going to do great in life the first two kids (laughs) good luck (laughs) no i think it's uh I think it's a shift of your heart. Like, I don't think that it's necessarily easier to send a third kid to college, but I think your heart knows what's on the other side. Like I've seen what it looks like to have a college graduate. I've seen what it looks like after they've been in the dorm for a year. I've seen them go through probably similar struggles while they adapted differently, but I know what can be on the other side. And so some of the fears that I had with our first one I still have some of those, but I also know what can be. So I find that I don't get as worked up as I used to. So it's not that I got used to it. It's just that I got wiser and you start to figure things out. So it's, it's harder in the sense that it's a different kid, but it's not harder in other ways. Like, I'm like, oh, like we've been to orientation. I know that we need to, you know, file for the FAFSA. I know that we need to, you know, do this and that. And I know what the timelines are. So I'm not freaking out over that kind of stuff. And instead I find that we're focusing more on like, do you know where the wellness center is on campus? Do you know what your advisor's number is and how to get in touch with them if things go wrong? Like those are more important to me than some of the things that I think that I worried about with my boys. So we're figuring it out. It's kind of like when you send another kid to kindergarten, you don't freak out as much because you know what it's going to be like. It's interesting you say that because one of the things like now that we have all th- we we have all three of our kids in school, but like my oldest is 10. So like we've we've only done a few things for the first time, right? So like I forget what it was. I think ironically enough, I think it was when we were at the pool. I, I don't remember what made me think about it, but I was like I started to think about like when my oldest like my oldest is going to be driving in five he'll get his learner's permit in five years and driving in six and he'll be going off to college or whatever your work or whatever in eight years like it's it hit me the other day and i don't know if you're over halfway yeah exactly i was like i don't it's it's wild that's insane he has lived more time in this house than he could will continue to that 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 is that is insane um like so i was thinking about both driving and college. I think it was because you and I had talked about a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. I think that's why it was on my mind. So I think, I think it's, I think you're to blame for my little slight existential crisis the other day, just, just a little bit. Um, But I remember, because I was thinking about like being a parent of leaving somebody at school. And like my only connection point was being a son of when my parents dropped me off at school. And I remembered that uh, like, 
my mom cried the whole way home, you know, three and a half hour drive home. And my dad was like, see ya, bye. <laughs> like, it is great. <laughs> we didn't get you out of the house, you know? Um, so that was really my only connection point. But I would imagine uh, just because of gender, it's different too. Like leaving somebody oh, 100%. Uh, like, I remember my parents talking about how it was different leaving me just because I, I'm a large man. Like I expect even at 18, I was a large man. Like I can take care of myself. Right. But like my sisters are girls and smaller. And like, I, it's like, if I got into a sticky situation by myself, I could probably get myself out of it. Girls might be a little bit different. Is, is, is does that, is, am I crazy or does that play a little bit of a role in the difference? Oh with, no, with I'm, I have legitimate concerns about sending a girl to college than I, ever even thought about my boys i've never thought twice about telling them like hey when it's dark out make sure you have a friend with you mm -hmm. well yes they should but at the same time my oldest is six foot four and almost 200 pounds like i am not worried about some five foot one female accosting I him i didn't realize he was that tall oh yeah he's crazy tall wow and so my daughter going one to a campus that i'm not as familiar with but she's beautiful and trusting and I'm like remember like we keep saying don't forget this do this so I think my my concerns for her in college are very different than what I had for boys and also I mean we're really close she is the other mom in this household and so losing her it sort of feels like we're losing her a little bit as she goes off and makes her place in the world it is very different than it than it was with the boys and I think that's probably part of why I'm going to have so many tears because we sort of have this, uh, this, this year now that the, the two older boys were off in college. So it was basically a house full of girls. So we had one middle school son, but everyone else was girls. And like, we, we became very close this year and she and her sister are just two years apart. It's going to be hard on all of us in very different ways, but yeah. I'm trying not to cry, but yeah, I was like, this, I was like, I, I almost started crying. I was like, I'm sad for you, <laughs> but I know that it's time for our relationship to shift, you know, that, that she's been in the house, that she's had a lot of responsibility, but now it's time for her to just worry about her to just be focused on, you know, what does God need to need me to do in this major with these new friends that I have and like so many like the possibilities really are endless when they get to college and like it's it's also really fun to be like what where are they going to go like what paths are they going to pursue and so you start to shift a little bit in your parenthood and I say like you you start out in the driver's seat and then you slowly shift over to the passenger seat and you just grab the wheel every once in a while like when it needs you know, when the, you need to align it just for a minute or keep them from hitting something. But for the most part, they move into the driver's seat and it starts to shift your relationship with your kids. And it's really good because then you start to have these adult conversations, these adult interactions, which is what you raise your kids for. So while I do miss some of the the simplicity of what it used to be like when all my kids were home, it's also really fun to see them do things that you never imagined that they might pursue and that they really love them and that they are excelling at them. And then you look at your spouse and you're like, did we, we make that, but look right. at what they're doing with <laughs> right. it. Like, it's so, it's so gratifying to be like, okay, I think maybe, and, and, and we didn't do it perfectly. We still aren't doing it perfectly. We're making plenty of mistakes and asking for lots of forgiveness, but to know that the foundation was, you know, intentionally poured. And then now they get to go build whatever it is that they want to build on top of it. It's pretty fun. Yeah. While your A&M degree might be from 7-Eleven, your parenting's from Bucky's. So, I mean, you're doing pretty good. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, that's, that's one of the things that I was thinking about. Like, I was like, what is the, the answer to this? Like, I haven't, I haven't experienced it. I haven't gone through it. But when I was, I was like, why does it scare me to, for my kids to start driving and for my kids to go off at, and, and you know, when I turn 18. Right. Um, and it's like, it's because of what you mentioned about the, I can't take the driver's seat anymore. Right. I trust myself quite a bit. I, I think w whether, whether other people think so or not, I pretty consistently think I'm doing the right thing in the situation. Other people can disagree with me, but I'm pretty confident in, in, in myself. Uh, so having to give, tr like having to give up uh, power and having to give up, it's like, I am now trusting the other person. I'd be trusting my kid. I'd be entrusting them to God because I can't be there to protect them. So he needs to, but then it's also like the trusting that like is 
you know, it's one of the, it was one of those weird things. I was looking back of my kids at 18. It's like retroactively trusting my parenting over the last 18 years, meaning stepping out of that retroactive being like, I have eight years left to like get them to, to a point where I can trust the parenting that I gave them so that I could just be like, okay, go to your, um, either, uh, you know, for Chris, his non-decorated dorm at all. Or for my daughters, they're very decorated dorm. So go off and, and wait, what was your song? Sing your song again. Go out, go out to all the world. <laughs> I'm not even going to sing it yeah! now. <laughs> well, but it's also a couple of things. It's, it's one, um, recognizing that all the little things that you think don't matter do. I wish that I had really believed someone when they told me, hey, that four times that you sat on the couch this week and read to your kid, it matters. I know it doesn't feel like it matters in the moment or that it doesn't matter a lot, but like you add all that stuff over time and it matters. So that's the first thing. And then secondly, is that God loves your kids infinitely more than you do. So to trust your kids into the care of God, there's no, there really is no better person to entrust their care to that, that if I have loved them all the way to the college dorm room, that he's going to pick it up from there and, and make it even more magnificent because he desires even more for them. And he sees more for them than I can as their mom. And I think quite frankly, Taylor, through all the things that we've done, that's the one thing that's brought me the most consolation is knowing that while my daily interaction with you is shifting and changing this person who allowed you to be has always been present and now they were even more present that you are no longer in my care and um i think it's i think it's what brings me peace you're in a really good place about this you're, you keep saying you're gonna cry but i i think you're giving incredible advice to both yourself and other people who are in this uh scenario of bringing their kids off to school so it's it's one of those things it's, it's interesting like when you mentioned it i was like oh this is something that we should talk about because i haven't done this but i like People who listen to the show, who I like, they follow me on social media. I follow them. It's like they're in the same boat. Like there are people that are dropping their kids off either for the first time, second time, third time, whatever. And I was like, that's something that I haven't experienced, and I was terrified about. But I'm less terrified about now that I've I've heard that you've done it uh, two and a half times. You're almost you're almost done. Two with, and a half times. With number well, three, and, so. and the problem is sometimes we look at our season and compare it to someone else's. Like I have moms who are like they have four kids under the age of six, and they're like, I can't imagine that. And I'm like, you you shouldn't. You should not imagining right now, still changing diapers, sending your kids to college. Don't, you know, take the joy away from the season that you're in. Don't do that to yourself. It would be like me saying, I, I don't know what it's going to be like to have like grandkids and all that. Like, I'm not there yet. So like, let's just be here. And so like, I always remind people like, just, just stay here right, right in this moment. And then, you know, God will give you whatever it is that you need in the next one, but don't try to compare your season to somebody else's because you'll just end up in a closet crying your eyes out. You don't need to be doing that today on a beautiful June day. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Go cry at the lake. It's way better. Way better it is. It's so much more fun <laughs> as you're listening to Jimmy Buffett on the jet ski. Come on now. It's way more fun that way. Uh, is Jimmy Buffett on the jet ski or am I? Jimmy Buffett's playing on it. I have, we have like a speaker and so we can connect our phones and listen to the music. It's pretty great. Oh my gosh. Lake Catherine's so much fun. I get to see her in a few weeks. <laughs> I get to so see excited. Uh, well, speaking, we'll close with this. Speaking of a few weeks from now, in a few weeks, uh, you'll be moving your kids in to their respective dorms. And yeah. I, I just thought of like, it's the, the greatest connection ever. Also in a few weeks, there are these two movies coming out the same weekend. Have you heard about this? This like very weird two movies coming, actually three movies coming out on the same weekend, three summer blockbusters. And they were like, we're not going to spread out over the summer. We're going to all come out on the same weekend. Well, uh, if you haven't, there are two movies. One is called Oppenheimer, which is about the military and the making of the atomic bomb during World War II. Uh, Einstein, all those people, right? Uh, your boys are military like they're military training they're cadets in the core of, of core of cadets at AM. so you'll be moving them in and oppenheimer's coming out you'll also be moving your daughter in which y'all have pinterest boards for her dorm a little bit different experience the barbie movie is coming out the same weekend super appropriate yeah so, so i think whatever i think whenever you're moving your kids in you should 
go see Oppenheimer with your boys at College Station and then go see the Barbie movie after you're done moving your daughter in in Houston. <laughs> yeah, but what movie do we see for our kid that we're moving into in Kentucky? Like, what movie do you go see then? I know. I, I have, It's the third movie that's coming out that weekend. The next Mission Impossible, because you said it's oh, impossible for right. you to drive to Kentucky and Texas and be back for Carline. It sounds like We're it's impossible, so but if Tom Cruise can do it, you can too. <laughs> wow, you're like my college sensei. Um, this is so good. I totally <laughs> forgot that movie was coming. Because Scott's just excited because now that we have a kid in Kentucky, he's like, but it's on the bourbon trail. Oh, and I'm beautiful. Like, but also you have a kid going to school in that state. So it's win-win you can win do for the, the A&M and, and uh, Houston. I, I think Scott will take the sacrifice yeah. of driving to yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, he was like, and, yeah. I, I'll go to Kentucky. I was like, will you? You're such a giver. It's so great. So, yeah. We'll figure uh, I, out a way to make It's not drinking it and driving. It's driving to drinking. <laughs> very different, officer. Very That's different. Well, very funny. This has been great. I, I mean... You said that you're looking forward to late Catherine, but I like whatever Catherine this is, uh, work Catherine slash a little bit stressed slash a little bit still sore from her Tuesday workout. This is one of my favorite Catherines I've ever done a show with. So this was fun. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, uh, thank you. Well, you'll be back in a month, even though you're traveling quite a bit and moving people in, you'll still be back next month. I'll be back in a week. See ya. Thank you guys for watching and listening to today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, we really enjoyed recording this episode. It was We had a great day. We both came into uh, this episode feeling okay, and I think we both left feeling a little bit better. If you did enjoy it, please hit subscribe wherever you're watching or listening. Share it with a friend. We appreciate all of that, all of your support. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. It means the world to us that you listened today and uh, for a lot of you guys that you listen every week. We just really appreciate the love and the support. We will see you again soon. Bye.